0: Welcome to the first official episode of Fangirl Faves. I'm your host, Chloe, and I'm super pumped to just kind of dive right in and start talking about uh, Star Wars, (laughs) which is kind of one of the probably bigger fandoms out there. It's had a lot of years to gain momentum. Uh, First and foremost, though, let's have a shout out to my brother, Kyle, who helped me completely switch over to a new... uh, like so- software to edit this recording. Like, if you notice, it sounds significantly better than episode zero. You' right because my brother spent an hour plus with me this morning trying to teach me how to use it. Virtually, we are taking social dis- distancing very seriously. But thank you, Kyle. And now let's talk Star Wars, episode one through four actually episodes 1 through 6, are now on Disney Plus of Clone Wars Season 7. And that was the most confusing way I could have possibly said that. But we're about 6 or 7 episodes in by the time you hear this. We're going to cover it in 4 episodes increments because that tends to be the number they seem to be using to cover a story arc. And I also just want to get these 4 episodes out of the way because they're kind of disappointing in my opinion. But some background, Clone Wars is an animated series, the showrunner is Dave Filoni, and he actually originally started working on it with George Lucas, which means that at least the first five seasons followed along Lucas's original vision for the saga. After Disney picked it up, it was canceled after five seasons, and there's a whole season six on Netflix they are the Lost Missions. If you haven't watched any of the show yet, you could technically skip these. However, it does kind of answer the question that has always bothered me, as um, how has not a single person put two and two together that Dooku is Lord Tyrannus and... He kind of was behind the creation of the clone army, granted, under, like, Palpatine's orders. But as soon as they knew that Jango Fett was hired by him, why did no one ask any questions? So, it it touches on that, if you're interested. There's a couple, there's a weird Jar Jar Banks storyline. It's out there. But... Nothing that happens in Season 6 is really important to Season 7. So, the series, as many of you know, follows Anakin Skywalker, his Padawan Ahsoka Tano, and Obi-Wan Kenobi. We see lots of side characters, like Rex, that we've been introduced to, and then we also see some that we've seen in the movies, like different Jedi, like Kit Fisto and Plo Koon, and then villains, you get a lot more will get a lot more fleshed out, like Grievous and Asajj Ventress. These side characters kind of upstaged the show in a good way. Um, Like, Ahsoka Tano, I think, is one of the coolest characters ever. And I love her. One fun fact about the series as a whole before we do a summary of episodes one through four. The initial idea for the entire, se- entire series. Oh, my God. Gosh, um, was centered around a crew that traveled around a ship really similar to the Millennium Falcon. There was a smuggler, his girlfriend, a Jedi Padawan named Ashla, and then her master, and they were kind of a ragtag group that tried to do good, which if you've watched Star Wars Rebels, that might sound super familiar um so Ashla is Ahsoka. Ahsoka was always going to be a character. She just wasn't going to be Anakin's Padawan in this original version. Anakin Obi-Wan were only going to make like cameos which is super hard to imagine given all of the backstory and like progression to the dark side we get with Anakin and then just the whole deepening of Obi-Wan's character like what he was like before Anakin when it was not just him but when he was a Padawan and just all the things that kind of factor into who he is as a character too. I (laughs) went back and watched some of the prequels after uh, my husband and I were watching these because it put me in the mood. These again which is why it's so hard to believe that Anakin and Obi-Wan weren't in them initially. They add so much to those prequels. Like, I know those prequels get some hate. I love them. But Anakin, first of all, the way he is in Clone Wars, I find this really interesting. It's how a lot of people remember him and think of him from when they watched them when they were younger. But if you watch the Clone Wars and then go back and watch the Prequel movies you're kind of like, wow. He's really a creep. <laughs> like what is Padme thinking? And I have nothing against Hayden Christensen playing him. I think he does it fine. I just find it really funny that he's a lot moodier in the movies than he is in the show, but the show is how I remember him being. So I just I just find that really interesting how they pulled those characteristics people kind of latched on to that you didn't see a lot of in the movies, and they really flesh them out in the TV series. Okay. Now that I went off on that fun little tangent. A quick synopsis synopsis of these first four episodes. The arc is very much a clone central arc. Obi Wan, Anakin, Mace windu at least, the three of them all have their troops. Um Battling over these Outer Rim sieges, specifically this planet Anaxes, where the Separatists are thwarting all of their attacks because somehow they're guessing and know all their strategies. This leads Captain Rex to believe and to disclose to Commander Cody that he thinks that Echo, who died several seasons ago in the Citadel episode, he believes that Echo is alive. Because these are strategies they came up with together. So, the solution to this problem is to call in the special forces of clone called Clone Force 99 or the Bad Batch. Because they are a group of clones with, how do they put it, uh, desirable mutations. They have a 100% success rate and they're super unpredictable. So, that's the solution to figure out how the Separatists are thwarting their every move. The rest of the episodes sent basically is a combination of rescuing Echo, getting Echo out of there, trying to save these people who live on the planet, who had nothing to do with the war, but now they're involved, and we get some good moments We get some really good hero moments with Anakin. So, before we really get into this bad batch, which it's a bad batch, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Welcome back. So, I am not even going to beat around the bush on my thoughts for these first four episodes. So I'm going to take a really dramatic pause. Why are we spending four episodes to introduce and try to make people care about new characters? Why? I, okay, I'm very character driven person. Like I signed up to see what Ahsoka, spoiler, If you haven't watched them at all, I signed up to see what Ahsoka has been up to since she left the Jedi Temple. I was told through, I don't know, random sources I kept reading on the internet that this was going to lead us right into episode three. So this means Anakin and Obi-Wan right before they rescued Chancellor Palpatine. Like, that's what I signed up for. I did not sign up for Star Wars Avengers, which is essentially what the Bad Batch is is i definitely did not sign up for hulk clone wrecker providing low-level comedy i i protest like this is not i get needing some comic relief but it has generally been witty or at the expense of the droids not this like rambling screaming i don't even he's very childish. And I understand wanting to appeal to children, but the show has never, I don't think it has ever stooped that low. Honestly, I had a really hard time staying engaged halfway through episode two. Like, I was like, I'm, this is really hurting my opinion of the season already. With that being said, I think that I understand what they were trying to do with them so this is the final season they're trying to wrap up some of these storylines and some of these characters they have started using in other series one of those characters is Captain Rex if you have watched Rebels you know that he shows up there so we know what happens to them after the war but we don't necessarily know everything. And I think that the attempt was to really hammer home some characteristics that Rex has always displayed. They, I just think they really were really trying to establish the connection that some of these clones had with each other. That they were very much people. And they were also trying to highlight how good a soldier Rex really was. So Captain Rex is... Captain of the Five of the First, which is Anakin's squadron. Anakin is arguably the most insubordinate and rash and, like, just wing it Jedi that has ever existed. Yet, somehow Rex has served him, remained super loyal and been a good soldier for all this time. Yet, when the Bad Batch shows up, he's just not about their style. I don't know if it's just a matter of he's very loyal to Anakin or if it's just something about these clones that rubs him the wrong way. But I do think it's very interesting once we learn that Echo is alive and he becomes really combative with the leader of the Bad Batch. Hunter, I think is his name. Because the only other time we've really seen Rex be defiant is with General Krell on Umbara, which, if you remember, Krell was first and foremost literally just throwing clones to slaughter, like, did not care. And also, he was kind of working with Count Dooku. So, it Rex's insubordination sort of gets a pass because Krell was a jerk and a bad guy. But Clone Batch 99, no, the Bad Batch. Clone Force 99, same difference. They aren't the bad guys here. They are actually very unorthodox, but when it comes down to it, they are thinking more logically about this than Rex is. But Rex's loyalty is so strong to Echo that he is generally, not even generally, like he's essentially willing to risk this mission. The latter half of the mission because he just believes in Echo so much even though they could be he could be wrong and Echo could be compromised so I think it's very interesting in that regard that we are trying to showcase that loyalty and I think that the hint of that happens way back in the first episode when one of my favorite moments that has happened so far is when Anakin tells Rex we have that thing. And Rex kind of is trying to play it off like he doesn't know. And Anakin's like, yes, we do right now. And um, this proceeds to Rex awkwardly standing outside of a barrack while and- Anakin um ch- calls Padme. I don't know what that technically is. But calls Padme. You know, because he misses her and this his wife, and it's really sweet. But <laughs> Rex is clearly super uncomfortable with this, and it is just exacerbated by Obi Wan coming up and grilling him on where Anakin is and why Rex is randomly standing guard outside of this barrack. So that is the first hint to me that they are trying to highlight his loyalty because one, Anakin trusts him trusts him enough with that secret. And two, like he's willing to go along with it and even lie to this other Jedi or sort of lie to protect Anakin. And then it kind of just continues from there. His loyalty is his defining feature. So I get this contrast of the Bad Batch for not Echo for Rex and bringing Echo back. I don't think it needed a four-episode story arc. I also don't think it just needed some of the, the chaos that was just all crammed into these episodes. Granted, that chaos did lead to some moments that I do really appreciate. But, bef- uh, sorry, I'm trying not to, like, hit things. I talk with my hands a lot. But before we talk about some of these memorable moments, let's take one more break because I need to get my life together. And welcome back. So, while I have exhausted my thoughts on The Bad Batch, let's talk about some moments that I do think were really great and important to the series. I mean, not important. I don't know. They were in... Joyable. So, I already mentioned that moment with Rex and Anakin, and Anakin's call to Padme. Within that call, we kind of get callbacks to episode, or call forwards (laughs) to episode three, where we find out they're in the Outer Rim. Padme is wearing what she wore on Mustafar. I peep a little baby bump. So we, if we didn't already know, just by reading everything else within the show, you know that we are very, very close to episode three. So, I appreciated that moment. I think it's sweet that he's still trying to keep in touch with her because, as you've seen through earlier seasons, like, they kind of keep crossing paths, but it's very clear they've been away for a long time now. The, my favorite moment is the Obi-Wan sass moment because those are always my favorite moments, but. Anakin comes out of the barrack and he's like, yep, I did the, I think he said he was checking his uniform or something and Rex wasn't there. I don't know. It was a very bad excuse. And as they're walking away, Obi-Wan is like, at least say hi to Padme for me. Or it's just so much sass is laid in that and it leads to a great Obi-Wan moment That was a lot of a tongue twister. Obi Wan moment where first he's kind of making Rex uncomfortable, and you know he knows full well what he's doing. But then Anakin comes out and continues on with their little lie, and Obi Wan just goes, At least say hi to Padme for me. The sass. I aspire to have Clone Wars Obi Wan Kenobi sass. It's just so underhanded and weirdly. Polite at the same time. I just think it's my favorite. And then Mace Windu has a good moment too. He's not my favorite character necessarily, but I appreciate he has some cool moments. He sends the clones away, sends Obi Wan, and tries to get everyone off the planet in the attempts he can't disarm this bomb. So it's a very good, selfless moment that even though he's kind of. He's not an antagonist to Anakin in the movies, but he's definitely. Not all for him, but you do see at his core, he is a good, he's trying to do his best and a good Jedi. And then, kind of the last thing shows up in multiple episodes throughout the series. And the best way I've seen it put is in an article that says, Anakin, your Vader is showing. And there's really no better way to put that the whole scene with Anakin and Trench when he is trying to get the code to disarm the bomb into words like that is what it is we have seen Anakin threaten people before we have seen him kill actual people before but there's a lot more anger in this moment and he's almost offended so Trench tells him after Anakin gets rid of the droids he tells him I'm not going to tell you, you're a Jedi. I know you won't kill me. And first to prove a point, Anakin cuts off all of his Cybertronic arms, which, nah, okay, like we've severed arm before. That's not that big of a deal. But then he says, I have no such weakness. And it's with such anger that it's very clear that he's getting really fed up with people thinking that he doesn't He's not willing to not go the extra mile, but really take the risk or bend the rules to win this war. And it's just a good moment. It's not a good moment, but I also always love that they kind of play the Vader theme in the background. For those of you who aren't really paying attention, like the Vader theme is at least to signal you to this is not a good thing he's doing. Um, because some could argue he's a war general like on the opposing side yes but Anakin didn't have to kill him which he does he could have at least kept his clans clean and left him on the ship to blow up or could have arrested him didn't have to kill him but he did because he's really really close to kind of completing that transition not kind of he is close to completing that transition to the dark side So, my overall feelings, given all of those points, the attempt to highlight Rex's character, those few moments, I don't hate these episodes. I am a little disappointed that this is how we started off this season, that I know a lot of people have waited a lot longer than even I have. So, I have hope that we're going to finish strong. But we shall see. I started watching essentially the Ahsoka arc, what she's been up to after leaving the temple. The pacing is The pacing is consistent with how the pacing of the prequel movies went, which is either we get nonstop action or it's a lot of talking. And it's always been a Star Wars flaw. But so I'm not mad about it, but I'm really hoping that all of those fun things in the trailer that we saw, like the Siege of Mandalore, Ahsoka facing off with Maul, I just hope we get to them sooner than like the last two episodes. So, what did you think about these first four episodes if you're watching them? Do you like the clones? Do you prefer the clones? What do you think? Where do you think this season is going? I would love to hear from you, so drop me an email, and until next time... Yes.